Let me inspire you. The Christian life is not always an easy one. Many of us walk around knowing how to do church more than we know how to do life. You're tuned into Adelante with Arlene. Today I'd like us to wrestle with these two questions. Ask yourself, are you doing church or are you doing life? Let's get started. Now remember, I am not speaking this in judgment. I am headed somewhere with this. We know that the just needs to live by faith. The Word of God tells us that. But many times we just become, I would say, religious people. We are in church and we think one way and we listen and we get excited. Uh, we jump around. We say our amens. But are we living life? Are we doing life as Christ would have us do it? The minute we walk out, are we really doing life? I can tell you that one of the things that blessed me the most when I first came to the Lord was the fact that while I lacked discipline and order in my life in regards to always having my mind distracted, As a creative person, that can happen often because of the creative nature, but also because I had so much, so much baggage, so much issues, so many things that were unresolved and out of control when I first came to the Lord that it was, I thought it was going to be at first extremely hard to really focus on God. But God used the support groups that are available, be it AA or adult children of alcoholic, because I am a child of an alcoholic, uh, and, and, and so many of the support groups, he literally used those groups to give me some discipline and order. What do I mean by that? Well, I had a hard time reading a book when I first got saved. So here I am in these meetings and I am now reading the, the brochures, the literature that they gave me. But in just the first, I would say 90 days of attending these meetings, I had given way early before the 90 days, my heart to the Lord Jesus at a service uh, that I had attended. What do I mean by that? Well, I had opened my heart to the Lord and accepted him as my Lord and Savior. And I expected something supernaturally probably to happen like many of us but I still felt something different and change and more of a desire to get to know him better. So as a result, this program for me helped me because it gave me some discipline and order. I had to, if I wanted to be better, if I wanted to handle my issue with my dad better, if I wanted to understand things in myself better, then I needed to put the work in. See? And doing church is not just A, B, C, or D. Absolutely not, but it's also not just going there and not practicing that in which you have learned and acquired. So having structure for me, having, uh, yeah, call it homework to do, 
having to do therapy and, and, and put into practice that in which was taught to me, listening to a preaching at church and literally taking notes down and then going back home and wrestling with it and studying the word. And if I had any questions, I would ask somebody that was mature than me, mature than me in the faith as, a, as, as my pastor was. All these things meant that I couldn't no longer just sit at church, right? I couldn't just live a Christian life when I was at church, a church life, but I had to live the life as Christ wants me to live it and you to live it a day at a time. So how do I get my blueprint for such? Well, you need to start reading the word. There are so many different, there's the one year Bible, which is quite helpful. It gives you every day a portion of the word to read from Proverbs to the Psalms, to the actual scriptures, rest of the scriptures, and it gives you this on a daily basis. It's a discipline. We can't just go to church and live a church life, but not live and learn how to do life outside the church. It's very important that we start knowing how to do life. Many of us know how to do church life but we don't know how to do life. When we hear that faith is the substance of things hoped for, it actually says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. What really does that mean? Well, faith is the basis of all that we stand on, our belief system, as we know. So if our faith is in the Lord, then our faith is going to be planted in what his word says. Now his word is sustenance. When we read in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, in regards to the seed and the parable in which the Lord spoke to the many people that were sitting down listening to him, he said to them, listen, a man went out to sow some seed. As he sowed it, some of the seed fell on the road and birds came to eat it. Some seed fell on the stony ground not much earth covered the stones the seed started to grow right away because it was not deep in the ground when the sun began to shine it was too hot for the new plants they died because they had no roots some seed fell among the weeds and the weeds grew up and made the new plants die but some seed fell on the good ground the seed grew and the plants gave more seed some plants gave 30 seeds some gave 60 and some gave 100. so what does that mean the word is the seed and when we go and sit at church and we get excited and we hear this word and then we walk out the door and real life hits us what now are you doing church or are you doing life because if you're doing life life will happen when you sit and listen to the word we need to take it in and let it be that seed that's implanted in good ground. That it will not be on stony ground. That it will not be scattered about, not grounded on Christ and what he says. So that when the hot sun comes, when the troubled time comes, when the storms start brewing in our lives, we will still be planted in good ground. And we will be able a day at a time or a minute at a time, as I always say, be able to do life, not to church, do life. So that now planted in good ground, no matter what happens around us, 
We will blossom. We will blossom in the midst of a storm. Have you ever seen cracked ground or disturbed and not so good ground? And all of a sudden, we see this beautiful one little flower, not a weed, but a flower, grow out of a crack. A beautiful flower can grow out of our cracked lives, our broken lives, if we stay grounded in good soil. So the word faith, where it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It means more than we think. You see, now faith is the substance. The physical eyesight in this is the sense that gives us the evidence of the material world. But faith is the sense that we can see through Christ, with Christ, into the invisible spiritual world. The Bible never says or recommends us to take that blinded leap of faith, but he wants us to extend our faith beyond our senses, trust in him and line it up with his word. When we get up in the morning, most of us, we have our little routine, we go, we brush our teeth, we get ready, some of us to go to work. We're trusting that when we get to our job, that building will still be there, right? Or the place of, of, of work would still be there. When we step in the car, we, we don't think the car is going to be broken. We believe that when we put the key in, it's going to work. We have faith. Simple, simple faith. But the faith, again, that God expects us to have and asks us to have extends beyond what we learn from our senses. And faith never contradicts reason. But it may go beyond our own reasoning when it's grounded in God's word. Faith is a substance. It's the evidence. It's not just having intellectual understanding. It is not just opening your Bible as we do in church and we should and just reading and not even taking some notes down or not even going back home and reviewing that scripture. But it's the willingness to trust and rely and cling on to the word of God in order to know on how to do life. Faith enables us to overcome and it will continue to do so if we just believe and put into practice. We know that faith without works is dead. So every day, my suggestion is pick up the word of God. It's your sword. It's your defense. Read it and feed your soul and let it energize you so that you can make it through the day. By faith, we understand that while we were not there when God created the earth, we still know in faith that he did and that we were created by him. We also know it because of reason, because we know that the world was created and created by an incredible designer. His name is God. Again, this is faith going beyond, but not in contradiction to reasoning. By faith, we understand. We understand what the Word of God says because He, by the power of His Holy Spirit, gives it to us. And He gives it to us so we can apply it. Not just be hearers of the Word, but doers of the Word, as the book of James reminds us. So in closing, my brothers and my sisters, my suggestion is stop doing church and start learning how to do life. God has given us a blueprint. It is called the Bible. It is so much easier when we stand on solid ground on His Word. Life will bring troubles. We know this. 
it will bring hardships. It would also bring goodness. Sometimes we can see that little plant growing through that crack because we now have had faith and we planted it on good ground. That no matter how broken we may feel or how hurt we may feel, we will know how to live life and live it abundantly as the Lord has promised in his word we could. We will learn how to heal, how to overcome, how to cope on a day-to-day basis. It will not happen if we just know how to do church and not know how to do life. The world is filled with many people who have been able to stay sober and we call them in AA dry drunks, but really never be free. What do I mean? We can be free from a substance that we no longer have to take, we no longer have to be addicted to. The only power that could really keep us from it is the Lord God or deliver us from the desire of something that's not good for us. When we do it any other way, we will be doing a program. We will be doing these actions, okay, in faith to stay sober. But in my experience, my own personal experience, the true freedom comes when you do life also first and foremost with God. Thank you for tuning in to Adelante with Arlene. I hope that anything I said has made you think. It might have actually even made you uncomfortable, but that's okay. I'm here to say what the Lord has placed in my heart to say, and I hope and I pray that you'll be open to receive what His words were for you today. Please, please consider donating to this podcast at every platform that you're listening to. There is a support button. I would so appreciate it. I thank you to all those that have listened to me from outside the United States. I am so grateful for your taking the time to listen to my podcast. Please remember, leave a comment on any of the platforms that you are actually listening to this. If you are not subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do so. It is entitled Adelante with Arlene, of course. I think you will find many of my playlists interesting. I have almost 400 videos there, and I don't only have inspirational videos, you will also see some of my performances, either some of my performances from past or some of my ministry at some churches, singing, worshiping. As some of you may know, and some of you may not know, I am a recording artist from the 80s. Before I came to the Lord, I did what is called freestyle music. But you will find also playlists there with some recipes that my husband has done, because he's a wonderful cook. Please check out my husband's podcast. Yes, he has a podcast here on Anchor.fm. It is under the Michael Dorock Experience. In my description box of any of these podcasts, you will see my websites. You will find all the links to my stores and everything else that you might be interested in checking out. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Adelante with Arlene. As I say at the end of every podcast and every video, sigue adelante. You were listening to Adelante with Arlene. Until next time.